Did you know that movement not only improves your physical health, but it also greatly supports your emotional health, reducing depression and anxiety? I absolutely have seen this in my own life. I'm a former professional dancer, and my passion for movement led me to create SWE Studio, an online community membership dedicated to get you moving and support your physical and emotional health. SWE Studio is centered around a fusion class combining the ancient Chinese practice of Qigong and the core strengthening practice of Pilates, a powerful and unique combination for all ages and levels of fitness. SWE Studio is extremely affordable for only $22 a month and you can cancel at any time. Enjoy a library with over 300 classes to choose from, including Qigong, Pilates, dance, meditation, laughter, and I'm adding new content all of the time. If you missed my interview with Lisa here on Health Power, it's episode number 1167, Soul Care and Mindful Movement with Stephen Washington. Visit me at stephenwashingtonexperience.com and let's get moving. I am so excited to announce that Health Power is now going to air every Tuesday and every Wednesday. Now, Tuesday is going to be the long-form podcast with one guest, and Wednesday is going to be three fantastic experts, each having their own 20-minute segment. We're going to get such great information, and I'm really excited to kick this off with the fantastic Susie DeVille. She is a speaker, author, and founder and CEO of the Innovation and Creativity Institute, a coaching firm that helps small business owners, creators, and authors claim their creativity vision and voice, and build scalable enterprises aligned with their true selves. I absolutely love that. She wrote her first book, which I also love, Buoyant, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Becoming Wildly Successful, Creative, and Free for Entrepreneurs and Creators who are painfully stuck and riddled with self-doubt and who believe the path to the success and freedom they crave is through more work, productivity, and discipline. She shows a much easier path by tapping into your innate, inspired creativity This segment with Susie that you're going to hear every week is called How Creativity Magic Works on Us. Susie, I'm so excited to have you back. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be back. You know, I interview so many people and you really just stood out. We had such a great vibe and I really love what you said because as an entrepreneur, I come from it at this mindset of you got to check the numbers, you got to check the numbers, you got to tweet more and, and TikTok more and Instagram more and you come to it with this wonderful, slow down, let's tap into your creativity. And today we're going to start talking about the five M's, how to structure your day with the five M's. So if you missed my original interview with Susie, definitely go and hear it, but not now, of course. So Susie, what are the five M's? Yes. So let me start with an, an M that you just mentioned, which are metrics. Um, and I just want to state that it is absolutely important that we do check our metrics because we can't change if we can't, if we're, if we don't know what the measurements are. So those are important. However, if we get obsessed with metrics, we can get into this really strange feedback loop of just checking numbers and not fueling the inspired creating work that generates the great numbers. So I just wanted to start there. So let's talk about the five M's because that is your wonderful path to a joyful, very flow state way to connect with your market. 
And it's a way to fill the well inside of us. So the first M is morning pages. This is Julia Child's um, brainchild idea, which is three pages of longhand journaling done in the morning. And it's essentially a comprehensive just brain dump. No prose, no punctuation, no grammar, just getting all the gunk that's in your head out. Now, I have a lot of people who will say, well, I don't have time to do three pages or can you do them at night? Um, and I do want to say, after having tested this myself and with a number of clients, you can start small. Start with one page or set a timer for five minutes. Just start the practice and, and don't sort of self-sabotage yourself into believing the lie that you don't have time because you've got five minutes. What that five-minute investment will give you at the end of the day or throughout the entire day, actually, is a sense of calm and clarity that really directs the success of how your entire day goes. So start small and just start with this first M. If you're really overwhelmed and really burned out, five minutes with your journal, and then let that become a habit for about 45 days before you start to add in any of the other M's. So let's go to the second one, which is meditation. This one, again, five minutes in a room that's quiet and or dark, and just sitting quietly and listening to your um, breathing, or not even trying to focus on um, controlling your thoughts or being worried that thoughts keep popping up in your mind, or I'm not doing it right. <laughs> All the things that people do <laughs> when they're, when they're meditating at first, just really relaxing into your body and feeling your body. We, we, we are so cerebrally focused and oftentimes disconnected from our bodies that it's a wonderful time to kind of come home to your physical self and just relax a little bit. I try to do 20 to 30 minutes every single day. I don't get it every day. I did it yesterday. And I'll tell you, it completely changed the trajectory of the entire day. So why I don't do it every day, I'm just like the human, <laughs> that the human condition, <laughs> which is we will tell ourselves just silly stories about how much time we have or the lack thereof. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I want to I want to focus for a moment on the morning pages. I did it for a good couple weeks and then I fell off and I thought, why am I not doing it? I really enjoy it. And part of it's because when I get up in the morning, my focus is on getting my daughter out the door and she goes to school 30 minutes away and we have a carpool and lots of times I'm driving or driving, you know. And I thought, well, could I do it when I get back? Is that okay? Like if it's an app, you know, I get up, I have to do this stuff, get her out the door, drive, and then maybe it's like an hour and a half after I wake up. Is that That's okay? perfectly fine um, because the reality is, is that your mind is going to be in a state that is not conducive to doing your morning pages when you are in this pressed, oh my gosh, I got to get all this stuff done and her to school successfully. <laughs> um, and then you can come back, have a cup of coffee or tea, get your journal, but you have to put your journal in a place because see, 
we're like horses going back to the barn, right? We're going to gallop into the day if we don't have a way to um, have a a visual reminder that this is something that we want to do. We put, put a note um, on the countertop in the kitchen next to the coffee pot or something to remind yourself to take that five minutes because you've stirred up a lot of cortisol and adrenaline during that morning rush. And this is a wonderful way to settle yourself back down and also get the gunk out simultaneously. So you get a two for win <laughs> um, if you will do that right after you come back. That's so helpful, Susie. Okay, good, good. Because I just felt too pressed. And I thought, I got to do this, like, right, I roll out of bed and I got, and I'm already, you know, getting the dogs out. Ideally, you would do it when you roll out of bed. But I understand we're working with, and you may change too. You know, if you do the practice for 45 days, when you come back from taking her to school, you may find that it's easier for you to do it first thing in the morning. It's that it's that first sort of cranking the flywheel of the habit that requires an enormous amount of neural change. And so if you can start to build those neural pathways of that habit, then everything else tends to change much more readily. And when I would do my morning pages, I noticed it was mostly just things I was stressed out about and it felt really good to get them out. That's okay. Oh, totally. I mean, sometimes I write three pages of just bitching, (laughs) you know, or if I had a weird dream and I have like a strange dream hangover and I'm like, I want to get rid of that or whatever that was. And then I'll generally find the metaphor or the symbolism of the dream. And I go, oh, that's kind of interesting now. So I went from feeling awful to like curious and full of, you know, wonder. Um, So you can, and I do to-do lists and I'll do dot connecting and I'll do, you know, weird things that happened. Um, If I have any kind of a residual emotion from the prior day, my goal is to really dump that out root around in it if it needs to have something tended to it. But most of the time, it's just, I just need to unload it. Um, But if there's a conversation that I need to have, or if there's an action I need to take, it will sort of rise up to the surface and give me a lot of direction and save me so much. It's a great time saver. That's the thing. We think, I don't have 10 minutes, or I don't have five minutes, or whatever it is. And the time that you save during the course of the day, because you are just rocking through and you're not all tangled up in the weeds mentally. Yeah, I love that. All right. What's the third M? The third is movement. And this is really important. Um, I just read this morning the research that was talking about how 11 minutes a day gives you fantastic physical benefits. Now, I know there's also emotional and um, psychological and spiritual benefits to movement as well. And I think that the culture kind of tells us through advertisements and things that we see online that you have to be, you know, rolling tires and jumping on boxes and bench pressing like 80 pounds over your head or whatever, (laughs) or running three (laughs) miles. And that's really, I mean, those are all great things to do, but we can do just a simple walk 
um, or swim or cycle for just a few minutes and get tremendous benefits. So my favorite thing is to take my little journal with me, stick it in my pocket, go for a walk, and I'm getting the benefit of this movement and the ideation process because when I'm moving my body, the best ideas of the entire day tend to come to me and I problem solve without even trying. So um, if you like to walk and you have some time, stick that journal in your pocket or a three by five card and um, take off wherever you want to go in the woods or around the block. Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, you know, I do my physical therapy exercises every day. They take 10 minutes. But then twice a week, I also do a 45-minute Pilates and weight training. And by weight, I mean like eight pounds. (laughs) I'm not not lifting tires over my head. And I walk my dogs. And, you know, I can push it a little harder. But right now, it's, you know, I've got some injuries I'm dealing with, and it's working. And, you know, I, I think I mentioned this in our first interview that my husband, when COVID started, he started doing a morning walk and he hasn't stopped. And he also cycles, does yoga, teaches yoga. He runs. I mean, he does Tai Chi. He's super active. That morning walk though, is more about what we're talking about, that getting kind of clear in your head and starting the day on the right foot, no pun intended. intended. And it's also a meditative practice so that if you're, if you're one of those folks who doesn't feel comfortable sitting still and trying to quote unquote, clear your mind, um, or settle your mind. A walk will be very effective in doing that for you as well. Um, and I take an opportunity to really sort of crank on my awareness during my walk because I can sort of move through the day like a horse with blinders on and get so focused that I'm not even really looking around and noticing around what's around me, unexpected beauty And so during my walk, I really look up and around and I'm amazed by shadows and trees and how the light looks against a stone or damp moss that's next to a waterfall. I mean, it's just all of these beautiful things that you just are literally breathing into the center of yourself, Um, which is why these um, five M's are so important because it's inspiring us so that we have something to give back and it helps us with our ability to tap into our creativity. And I can tell you that of all of the practices and all of the strategic things that I have learned and done and put into play into my own enterprises, the five M's consistently win in terms of not only return on investment, but the domino effect in everything with regard to my um, ability to create wonderful teams, improve my delegation, hone my messaging, articulate what it is that I really and truly want to say, get clear on um, who my um, ideal clients are and what the next step is in um, an idea that I'm working on. Just all of these things really become the beautiful byproduct of this very short period of time that you invest in your day. Um, And the next one is called moments of inspired learning. And this can be just reading a quote that um, lifts you up, that, that powers you forward. It could be reading something out of a book. It could be listening to poetry. It doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to take a lot of time. Literally one minute is more than enough. 
And the yeah, last- I want to jump in yeah. and just recommend uh, Norman Rosenthal, MD, who is phenomenal, and he's been on the show multiple times. He is actually the doctor who discovered SAD, seasonal affective disorder. He's also done a lot of work around TM, and he has a book called Poetry Rx, and he talks about the powerful healing of poetry. It is an incredible book, and I that when I was doing the five M's, I was reading from his book, and he not only has the poem, but he talks about he breaks down the meaning, and you know it's just beautiful. So I just wanted to put that out there. If you're like, well, I don't know where to go, Norman Rosenthal, MD, Poetry RX. He is a lovely, lovely man. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to get that one. <laughs> oh, it's good. Trust me, he's phenomenal. That's wonderful. And the last M is the one that most people will will fight me on, and that's called making something. And that literally is anything that we do with our hands. It can be a five-minute sketch. It can be a doodle in a journal. It can be something that you cook. It can be um, collage. It can be your um, making a mind map for um, your to-do list for the week. It can be literally anything that you want. But the point that I want to stress about the power of this is how it really is the conduit for us to really understand who we are. This making something, the art making process, teaches us so much about what it is that we love and what brings us alive. And the more that we actually decide that we want to get back in touch with this part of ourselves, the more we attract it into our lives, the more we attract it into our businesses, the better we feel, the more energy we have. And it is this incredible, beautiful, continuing feedback loop that just continues to accumulate. And the benefits are immediate. So you will feel something in the moment when you're actually creating. There is something that I feel in my body that doesn't happen when I'm doing other tasks. The other thing that happens is that I get incredibly calm and I have a much greater willingness to be adventurous, a much greater desire to be bold in what I'm doing in my business, not let the pesky things of, oh, I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. I just go. I just figure out the next step and not get bogged down in my own limiting beliefs about what's possible. So it gives you this great forward momentum and it keeps coming back to drop little nuggets of goodness into your basket. <laughs> yeah. Now um, can I color in a coloring book? 1000% in the lines. Okay. I wasn't sure if I had to like create my own picture because I remember it's, it's several years ago, but they were everywhere. And I, I did some interviews with some people who had coloring books and I find it's very meditative because you really have to focus. You can, you can color and I have some, um, I just bought some new crayons, actually the Karen dash, um, set of crayons that are, Ooh, um, some. they're just delicious. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, and, um, they, I, I will take a um, page in my journal and I will, I will have, um, a page, a page on the left-hand side. That is something that I will paint with acrylics 
that's kind of has some kind of either I'll do the whole thing in paint or I'll do part of it in paint, part of it in crayon. And I do abstracts and it's quick. And I did one the other day that I, I, I mean, the way that it made me feel, it looks like something that's kind of a nod to David Hockney and Atel Adnan. Mm. And, but it's taught me so much about shading and color and what I love. And, but every single time I touch that page as I'm flipping through this journal, I get a sort of electric current going through my body. And that's what's so exciting about this whole process is that we learn so much about ourselves. And in that state, we are open to receiving these intuitive hits that are absolute gold mines for our personal lives and our businesses. Well, I want to let everyone know that Susie inspired me so greatly from our first interview. I was going to go work for a company and doing something that I've done for 24 years. And I decided, what am I doing? I need to do this myself. So I started dog-eared with Lisa Davis. And I am over the moon excited. I'm loving the show. It's doing great. The guests are amazing. I, I just feel so enriched by this show and Health Power. And honestly, it was Susie that tipped me. I was on the edge and, you know, makes my husband laugh because he's been telling me for years, just do it yourself, just do it yourself. You've done health power yourself, just do it yourself. And I told him about Susie. He's like, oh, okay. So it's Susie. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I've only been saying this for 500 years. But thank you, Susie, because I am so much happier now that I'm doing dog-eared as well. I just absolutely love it. Well, you are so welcome. And thank you for sharing that with me. And I think that this is such a beautiful um, example of what happens to us when we lean into what we love and we trust ourselves. Self-trust is the absolute key to all of our success. And we get self-trust by doing the five M's and in particular art making. So um, it's easy for us to get stuck in ruts and habits that don't serve us and limiting beliefs that hold us back. And so to break free from this concrete, which is the way I phrase it, we can, we can shake that loose through these other practices and by believing in knowing that the truth about it for us is that we are all creative. We all have this innate ability and that we are um, just as much of an artist in our business as we can be in our journals or on sketch pads or coloring books. Well, I'm really inspired. This is beautiful. Next time, next week on Wednesday, we're going to be talking about how to handle self-doubt and the difference in our mind between failure versus feedback, talking about the perfectionism connection. In the meantime, Susie, how do we find you in your fantastic book and all your great work? Oh, thank you. So my book is available wherever books are sold. Um, If you are a fan of Amazon, it's easy to to find there and um, make your purchase online. Um, I also have a website, which is innovation and creativity institute.com. 
And you can sign up for my newsletter there, which you will um, get a, um, a dose of inspiration every Friday morning, um, which will send you off into your weekend with a little spring in your step. Oh, I love that. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to Health Power. Keep coming back and be sure to check out Dog Eared. It's on the same platform. Rate, review, subscribe, and never miss an episode. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.